It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Getting you through the day like a hot cuppa after lunch. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Sammy Ackerman and Sammy Hewitt with you today. We're going over uh, a year of rugby league and what a year it has been, 2023, for the Warriors and rugby league in this country. Uh, let's not knock that. We've just mentioned the Kiwis, but we want to focus now on what has been a monumental, to me, a game-changing year for the Warriors. We're lucky enough to be joined uh, by a gentleman who has been a, a core part of that success and a, a regular contributor here on SNZ and here on Afternoons with Staffy as well. Welcome to the show, please, the Chief Executive of the Warriors and Cameron George. A very good Christmas to you, mate. You going well? Yeah, I'm well, thanks, gents. Uh, afternoon to you and the listeners. I hope everyone's uh, getting ready for a, a bit of a break and a bit of fun over the next few weeks and back to work. And for you too, mate, uh, I know that uh, yourself, uh, the office staff, the coaching staff and the players uh, get a break uh, around about now. Has, has knock-offs officially happened as far as training and, and those coming into the office? Training uh, concludes tomorrow um, and a lot of the office staff are already on, on leave now. So um, by uh, close of business tomorrow, it'll be, um, yeah, it'll be an empty stadium and uh, everyone's uh, enjoying a well-earned break. So... Um, yeah, it's great for us all to, to get away and get away from footy and spend some time uh, outside of that circle. As far as uh, 2023, we, 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 you know, there's been a lot of machinations talking about what a great year it was already. But for you, Cam, when did you know? When did it hit you that this year wasn't just going to be a good year, it was going to be a special year? Oh, look, you, never, you never assume um, you know, it's going to get to the levels that, you know, it got to this year for our footy club, but internally, um, despite any outside noise and, and so on, we truly started to believe in ourselves um, very early in the year. Um, we we undertook a process of resetting the club, and with that, um, we just put a lot of fresh standards in place, um, a lot of expectations internally, and we had a lot of new personnel in the club that were in good key roles to help drive that new new approach. Um, so, you know, both on and off the footy, there was a lot of buy-in, a lot of change in direction, uh, and a lot of new expectation and standard. And, and um, from that point, you know, you could just start to see everyone start to believe and buy into it and, and grow confidence within it. And then, um, you know, the results started to show, the grandstand started to get busier and, and, and fuller and the tickets were selling faster and as the season got on um, you know I, I thought we were in for a hell of a ride and then the back end of the year we we fell one short but um, 
I think one of the proudest moments, one of the most special moments of the year for me was was certainly that uh, game against Newcastle in the mm. semi-final uh, where I think the country stopped to watch us. And for me, coming from where we've come from, um, that was a, that was a pretty special moment for our footy club and um, you know our, our whole new fan base, which we're very proud to be. We're very proud to be flying the Kiwi flag in the NRL. Mm. Camo, like just even hearing your talk there, um, it sort of brings to the top of mind for me that that club identity, which you know for for the last couple of years maybe um, has has been missing or an element of it has been missing in terms of the identity that the that the team the club created this year. Like who who's the big driving force behind that? Is it the staff you've got there? Is is Webby a key a key player? Is it, is it the players themselves? Who was really that driving force for what the club uh, was meant in twenty twenty three? Well, firstly, we're, um, and, <clears throat> excuse me, are correct in, in we'd lost our identity while we were away. You know, when we got ripped away from home, um, there's no one else's fault except mine that allowed it to drift away into not having an identity. And we saw the results that that created, and it was very poor. Um, and I wasn't ever going to miss a chance of trying to get it right when we got home to reset. So... With that reset, every single person in every single role has a very big and most critical responsibility of upstanding upstanding the standards of our culture, our identity, and believing in it and driving it. So it's not any one person. It's anyone that comes into that club and has a responsibility uh, of wearing those colours, either on the field or, or working on behalf of the club off the field. Uh, you have got to drive it and you've got to own it. And... Um, you know, there's, there's not one person, but it is up to everyone to make sure everyone's held accountable right across the business. Speaking with Cameron George from the Warriors, uh, in a funny kind of a way, obviously uh, you've, you've put your hand up uh, for what that culture uh, became, but in a funny kind of way, not that anyone wanted to uh, go through what your organisation did, it allowed for a particularly easy focus on reshifting that culture, more so than a just a, a regular season would have done if you weren't happy with things out it's it, hitting that reset button when you actually literally physically shift back and have those uh, the, the positives waving in like that it gives you a great opportunity to do something that you, that, as you've so wonderfully achieved yeah look there's not too many times you get to do it because usually you're on the road and you're you're busy and whatever business you're in you just you just keep going but <clears throat> we had a we had a chance to draw a line um, you know, 29 years into our club's history and start afresh. And, um, yeah, so in hindsight, uh, there's a lot of positives to come out of COVID for us, and that's one of them. Um, and there's a lot of other positives as well, but that's clearly one of them that gave us a chance to draw a line, restart, and get going again. And uh, that married up with having Webby join us, having a new head coach, some other key staff and players. So there was a lot of fresh mindsets coming into the organisation to help drive new standards and new identities which was uh which is something that i think had a big big influence over the over the season's uh, results got to uh got to talk about webby um cam and and you know the more i think about it you know now that we've had a couple of months to, to sort of sit back and reflect the more remarkable it is to think of a guy coaching in the nrl for his for, for the first ever time winning the dally m coach of the year especially when he's up alongside you know guys like Ivan Cleary and, and Craig Bellamy guys that have been doing it for years and and had won premierships just taking you back to the conversations you were having last year and you know we needed a new coach um, you probably were talking uh, to a few people 
or, or at least people had expressed interest. What what was it about Webby in those conversations that that stuck out for you? That sort of made you think this has got to be the guy. Any number of um, reasons, but I think the key reason for me was uh, <clears throat> the unknown factor. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the unknown factor. Look, we, you know, there were so many people, you know, tried and tested that were throwing their hands up, and everyone, media, the likes, were saying you should pick Johnny or you should pick Billy, you know, because he's won a premiership here and he's done this there and done that over there, and he's tough and he's all this sort of thing. But, but. Why are they looking for a job? You've got to always ask that question. If they're so good and they're so right for us, why are they on the market? Where Webby, uh, on the other hand, I love the unknown factor with him. I love the fresh. The, you know, there's a bit of a risk around him, but um, you know, I knew him really well personally. Uh, I knew uh, you know, the type of person he was. I knew the type of style and how he operates. Um, and I felt it was going to be a good fit. So... Um, you know, we didn't entertain a long journey of around the world trying to find a coach. Uh, once Webby said he was interested to me, um, you know, I spoke to Robbo and we got the, you know, we got it, we got it done pretty quick. But for me, the, I just think the exciting part of Webby uh, was the unknown factor. Like, you know, we could just unearth the best new coach that we've seen in years and. Um, I think that was a really important part, along with a lot of other attributes, which we've always touched on during the year. Uh, speaking with Cameron George from the Warriors, and, and Cameron, as far as uh, what the team achieved on the field, you can't do that without buy-in. It looks like externally a very clear example of a no-dickheads policy when it comes to the team. And, and respectfully, over the, the previous years, that wasn't necessarily always viewed as the case. Uh, is it about getting not just a player to fit a hole, but the right player to fit into the culture? That's first and foremost. Um, Andrew McFadden, head of our recruitment, um, and Webby and I, we meet almost daily and discuss people, discuss uh, attitudes, we discuss... Um, you know, people are on the market that could be a good fit for us and so on. First and foremost, they've got to be the best person for our footy club because um, it's too hard to get the, you know, the, the thorns out of your side once you uh, get them into your club and, you know, they, people can cause a lot of problems. So um, we are at the front gate and we are not letting anyone in unless they are the best person for the job in our footy club. They're going to fit our, our culture and what, we, what we're put a lot of work into and you know they've got to know how to win and I'm not just talking players I'm talking staff as well and they've got to be high-end competitors and unless we find those value add attributes they're not coming to our footy club um, and we would rather go without than have someone in there that um, that's gonna you know causes those dramas if they don't tick those boxes. And we spoke about uh, a couple of months ago, uh, Campbell, maybe sort of halfway through the season, about how um, you know how probably a little bit easier it is to sort of bring uh, players to the club when you know when the club's doing well, when the players have buyed in, when externally it looks like the club is is thriving. And I know when we've spoken over the last couple of years, maybe at times when the club hasn't been in the best position, you've always said you know winning winning matters for something. You know what you win, and it solves a lot of problems. Um, we know what the, what it did for the fans. You know, obviously sellouts. Um, the buzz around the country. Can you just let us into what it actually was doing, the day-to-day running of the club, just a club that was buzzing, that was winning, people coming into work, and also yourself, because I know you've been through quite a, quite a lot over the last couple of years as well. Yeah, look, it, it, just, it just means that, 
you're getting rewarded for your hard work. Um, and that's, you know, whether you're in the commercial division, marketing, uh, whether you're Torhu Harris or Webby or wherever you sit within the organisation, if, if you're reaping the rewards and you're feeling it and you're seeing it, you're going to be a better performer and you're going to get confidence and belief and that's what it breeds. And, and you know, what I saw throughout the year was our young kids, whether they be players or staff, start to understand what winning's like, understand what winning can do for you and um, really gave them a sense of belief. And the most important thing is, um, which no doubt we'll touch on soon, is the fact that everyone went away, had a bit of a break post-season and it was quite interesting to see everyone come back. And I was, admittedly, I was sort of thinking, okay, this is going to be a big test for us. Are we going to come back thinking this is all going to happen again or are we going to come back with an attitude we're going to make it happen again? And, and surprisingly, the belief's still there that we're going to go and make it happen again. And um, that's what it does. That's what winning does. And when you're going through challenging times, you spend most of your time trying to defend the club, trying to defend the staff, the players. Um, <clears throat> but this year, you know, that was that was only a little part of the year. Most of the time we're celebrating, you know, moments that our club haven't had for a long time. Cameron, uh, something I've been impressed with with the Warriors for some time is uh, the ability to be able to go, compassionate decisions, a, a player needs to be released for whatever reason. I've always thought that the, the clubs handled it with, uh, a, you know, with the right vein. There was a real professionalism around the decision uh, with Adam Fanua Blake. By yes, you want to do right by the player, but this club is not here to be walked over and people can just walk out of a contract whenever they uh, like. Uh, as, as handled respectfully from all parties involved, we have the uh, the outcome for um, AFB's departure to the Sharks confirmed, and now there's the salary cap uh, uh, sitting there for you know, a, a bounty to go after a, a big name. Uh, the player swap was kind of mentioned. How do you feel about the process, how it's gone through? Uh, and for those who are wondering about the player swap scenario, where things stand in that regard? Okay, so first and foremost, you know, we're dealing with human beings here. Um, you know, I went through this with Reese Walsh. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you, you've got to understand and put yourself in those people's shoes and vice versa. And, um, you know, it's never easy for them to come and talk to you about some challenges in life or personal stuff. Uh, but when it means so much that they come and sit down with you and, and, and it needs to dictate their working life and where they need to go and what they need to do, it's quite serious. So, you know, I'm, I'm always trying to balance that view with being a, a professional footy player or a, a human being, being a father or a son or, or whatever it be. And, um, you know, with that, with the Adam thing, um, you know, it, it is family. It is what we've got to, you know, take into consideration. And um, so... You know, with that, we worked through a process. We understood very clearly from the first moment we discussed a potential release what the options would need to look like in order for us to be comfortably uh, and, and satisfied with any sort of compensation, whether that's a player swap, transfer fee, and so on. So, you know, it's quite testing at times because, you know, you're hearing and you're reading and you're... There's all these rumours about things that are happening and why they're happening, but in this case, you know, we just kept our communication open with his manager and with Adam in particular, um, and we worked together through it. So we had a heap of respect for each other about the outcome we're trying to achieve. And then when it got to the pointy end, uh, we started talking with the, 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 the clubs that were sort of in the in the um, considerations for Adam. Um we looked at their playing rosters, 
as I said before, Cappy and Webby and I talked a lot about options. We talked about players coming to us or even doing a reverse type recruitment where we, we let one of our players go to that club. So it gives us more salary cap relief. But at the end of the day, we were never going to take on a player just because Adam was going to leave and we just needed to get a player swap. If I go back a minute or two ago where I talked about making sure we have the best talent, the best people coming into our club, if no one was in their roster suitable, we weren't going to sacrifice our stance on on that cultural position we take and, and what we want in our footy club. So we are in this situation. Um, we agreed to a a, um, a transfer fee uh, with some with some other conditions, and we're now in the market in a very 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 strong position um, with you know really good cap space and a lot of energy about finding some good players. So um, I feel like we're in a we're in a very strong position, and the best part about it, Adam, is got so much respect for the club. You know he's going to go after. Whatever we can achieve in 24 with so much passion and commitment to the Warriors jumper, and that that was a big key of working closer through this process because I wanted Adam to be a part of 24 and I wanted him to be passionate about 24. And where we've landed, it's the best case for everyone. Absolutely. Uh, Cameron George, congratulations uh, to you and, and to everyone involved with your organisation on a stellar year, a year as uh, Sammy Hewitt and I have been saying, no one... We'll never forget, and we are strapped in, locked and loaded uh, for what 2024 has coming our way. Congratulations. Appreciate your time and always your candour on the show. Uh, it's wonderful to be having you part of SCNZ throughout the year, and have a very safe and happy Christmas, mate. Thanks, mate, and also to you guys. Appreciate your support, and just to everyone, let's get on board and let's you know let's rattle this NRL. Let's try and win it in 24 and have a, have a huge, huge um, influence over... Uh, sport in New Zealand and give kids a you know a focus for the future of rugby league. Yeah, well, up the wires as a movement hasn't captured you yet. Strip yourself in, I reckon it'll uh, it'll get you next year too. Okay, guys, thank you. Good on you, Cameron George, there, chief executive of uh, the Warriors. Great to have his thoughts and insights too. We'll take a break. When we come back, we get the latest on the TAB odds. We're in Brendan Popperwell.